All right. Welcome to the Healthy and Wealthy podcast, episode one. My name is uh, Dr. Nikki Kilquitz, and I have the pleasure of co-hosting this podcast with my very good friend, Nicole Bird. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. I'm excited that you're here. So uh, today's episode is pretty much an introduction into who we are, why we feel like we have the right to talk to you about these topics, <laughs> and hopefully share some insights onto how we like to live our life and how we like to inspire other people's to live their lives. So I'll go ahead and start. My name, like I said, is Dr. Nicole Kelkwitz. I usually go by Dr. Nikki. Um, I'm a University of Alberta graduate, and I studied sciences mainly focusing on physiology and neuroscience. After I graduated, I moved to California, and that is where I did my doctorate of chiropractic. And since then, I've been very blessed to own and operate two practices. Heck one, yeah. <laughs> one in California and the other in Canada, where I currently reside. Uh, throughout my years, my biggest passions has been talking to my patients about how to better their lives in regards to not only their physical health, but also how their body functions, nutrition, sleep, um, and even to the extent of hobbies and how that can influence their lives. Uh, beyond what I do on the day-to-day -day at work, I also love to travel. I've been very fortunate to travel to over 30 countries around the world. Really excited to She's go to. Got some stories. <laughs> I'm really excited to go to Bali here with Nicole in a couple of months, um, and I love hiking and being in the mountains. And usually, when I'm not planning adventures, I I just love being outside and being active. And unfortunately, but fortunately, I am heading into my second season of Ironman training here coming <laughs> up. Uh, which we will definitely be talking about that in the future. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough about me. Let's hear from you, Nicole. Well, before we pass it off to me, I would actually love to hear a little bit more on what inspired you to go into chiropractic practice or like what what got you into that realm because that is not, that's not the norm. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And normally when people talk about... Um, well-being and and health and a lot of times it's more doctor or the more of the conventional uh treatment so I mean you certainly had a different perspective and I would love to hear a little bit more about that journey and like what broadened your your perspective I guess and and got you into that yeah absolutely so I actually always wanted to be a dentist uh funny enough it obviously didn't work out <laughs> but for about 20 years of of my life I wanted to be a dentist and I pretty much did everything up to actually getting into the school but really what it was was while I was in university I was learning about the brain and the nervous system and I just absolutely loved learning about about that it's so fascinating and when I started working for my chiropractor it was she who inspired me and made me realize that chiropractic most people think of chiropractors as low back pain doctors, but they're actually more so nerve doctors. So chiropractors very much work with the brain, with the nervous system. And when I really realized that and how powerful it is,
is when your nervous system is healing and how it starts to heal everything else in your body, that is really what inspired me to go into chiropractic and, and motivate people to better their lives, both through chiropractic and all the other avenues of health as well. Okay, wicked. Thanks for sharing. Um, and yeah, honestly, I just love getting to know you. I know we've had, we're new friends, and which I think is so cool. We'll talk a lot about finding, like friendships, relationships, kind of how we talked in our first intro episode on the topics that we're going to be covering. And one thing that I know for sure we will be talking about is relationships and finding good friends. And yeah. it's not always easy for adults and especially coming into a small town. And so I feel very grateful that we met. But it, like I said, it's been, it's felt way longer than it has, it has. But I still feel like there's so much to learn about you. And I'm excited for this podcast to help me do that too. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> and I want to hear more from you. <laughs> Tell me about Nicole Byrne. Oh, man. Okay. The long-winded answer or the short one? <laughs> what day Always is it? Long. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, for me, so it's funny how I got into health and wellness. I feel like growing up, I, you know, normal childhood uh, two parents, my brothers, and lots of outdoors, like didn't really, I don't recall ever, like we were active and stuff. And I just don't really remember anything being, I don't know, no one was career set. Money was always not talked about. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, no, nothing about personal development. And my mom did inspire like she, I do recall her being kind of like looking for alternative medicine or she was always trying different diets and, and things like that. Um, but it wasn't until my dad actually was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and unfortunately passed away before the age of 48 and which I think is too young. And um, sure. it's actually happened like I was just looking at the, the calendar now that it's 2024 this was like seven years ago now it was in 2017 wow. and I'm like how the hell has it been that long because it feels like it was just yesterday but throughout his journey I so he my mom really really tried to, to get him to to do alternative methods but my dad was the sole income earner for our family and um, he was scared and so he went with what his oncologist was telling him to do and they the tight type that he was diagnosed with was um, a more curable kind. And even if you read about it, um, I was actually just reading Peter Atiyah's longevity book, and he mentioned lymphoma type B, and that's exactly what my dad had. And that's the easier one to cure and, and stuff like that. So we had hope, and he went through the conventional treatments, and man, like, it wiped him out. Like, it was brutal. And he was somebody, um, when I think back to who he was or the kind of person he was, was always doing something, always outside, always busy, very funny, very kind, generous, like an awesome human. Um, so it was really hard to watch him go through something that was so honestly like depressing. Like you could see how depressed he was and he couldn't get out of bed. He needed help, things like that. My brother and I, my youngest brother and I, took over his job for a while because, um, and I can't imagine that was hard for him to watch. So 
anyways, um, throughout that journey, just watching him and then even visiting the hospital when he would go for his treatments and stuff, and I would see how he was being fed at at the hospital for in the in the cross cancer institute and I was just like he's getting jello and cake and like all of these things that I was like is this like supporting his immune system and luckily again at that time my mom had already opened up this um viewpoint for me to be like she was looking at you know juicing or like all of these alternative things like you know, cut sugar or the, to kill off cancer. Like, what can we do to boost your immune system? And it's it's kind of tough because obviously the treatments he was going through was killing off his immune system. So it's tricky with cancer, and I'm not saying that there's a 100% right answer, but I did know for sure that what he was being fed and also just the things that he was being told weren't super forward-thinking and supportive for his journey. So... Right. um. Unfortunately, once he passed, um, I was like, oh my God, what do I do with my life here? My mom encouraged me to enroll in the um, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And I went to night school for a while and learned um, their biggest focus is like using food to kind of prevent disease, which was really fascinating. Um, That was like so fun to learn about and just the impact influence and influence that food has on our overall health and our immunity and not only health because it was a full holistic approach where we looked at your lifestyle as well because and what I've learned now since practicing and and taking on clients and coaching clients and um, I've learned you know it's not just one thing that is the the golden ticket that silver bullet that we are looking for it's um a lot of factors and we we certainly need to focus on our nutrition we need to focus on our movement and our physical health right as well as the impact that sleep has on our health and our relationships and stress management and unfortunately the exposure in our world that we have to toxins <laughs> I mean there's so many things in our whether we get it from our, our food and the farming practices or the the things that we're using day to day, plastics, all these things that actually have an effect on our hormones yeah. that can cascade into unfortunately building up disease in the body. So all of these things I, I learned about and I've I've been so fascinated with and I love um, helping others make changes in their life that align more with reducing and hopefully preventing um, something so horrible as like a disease like cancer. I know there's several other conditions um, that, you know, are, are so prominent in our in our society. Cardiovascular health, obesity, metabolic syndrome, like all of these terrible diseases, but a lot of them are tied back to our diet and lifestyle. So, yeah, yeah that is... Uh... <laughs> I went on a tangent there. No, that's perfect. Um, and and you are, uh, what I love about you, Nicole, is you are so, so easy to talk to and so knowledgeable about about these topics. And so I'm really excited to to dive into into more about nutrition and 
just bettering your lifestyle and it doesn't necessarily have to be crazy big changes totally you know and and so that's really where we we want to start is just what small changes can we start doing that may lead to a cascade of events that may prevent certain diseases like the ones that that you just mentioned yeah and you know what and I I'm glad that you touched on that because as I say all those things totally someone and even in my own world too sometimes you're like oh my god that is like overwhelming or there's too many things to focus on um but the key is to making small changes and that leads to better changes overall and I think we were talking too about how impactful it is when we can work with others and help them realize that they have a choice and they can make these changes they don't need to feel like a victim or powerless in our world there are I will say some things you cannot control some politics some you know things we just won't dabble in you bet yeah (laughs) but you can choose a lot of things in your life and um, it's so awesome when we get to work with others and just have conversations where you get to empower these people like and help them realize that they can make changes in their life yeah yeah exactly couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) and so yeah the common thing that I continue to see with my patients and my communities is that people overall want to better and improve their lives and themselves but just like we just touched upon, they don't even know where to start. Yeah. Do I do I start running? <laughs> do I lose, you know, the sugar? Do what do I do? Do I sleep more? And like you mentioned, it's not a cookie cutter answer. Yeah. There's not one thing that fits for all, but it's a series of small habits and small changes that lead to the big effects in the long term. Yep. Um, but those are really the conversations that I, I've started noticing I need to have with patients. And they're the ones that have really empowered me to dive into my own journey of not only how do I better my own health and my own fitness, but also how do I teach other people how to do that? And what other things do I need to teach people to not only just better their health, but other aspects of their life as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so huge. And like, honestly, proud of you. Because <laughs> it's not easy. Like, um, and if you as a listener too, like if you, if you make changes, like it's not easy. And, and it can feel overwhelming at first too. And where do you turn to? My friend Jenny is doing this and it's working for them, but I'm trying it and it's not working for me. Or exactly. Whatever, right? And so I think one big key takeaway too that I've learned not only from my health journey but helping others is just practice some patience and compassion but also go about your journey as like a practice and try things and be curious rather than being like okay I'm doing this it has to be perfect and if it doesn't work for me either I failed or something's wrong with me because that's just going to lead you down a rabbit hole you don't want to go down and we want to build up your confidence instead or I know you want to so you can make better choices um, overall in your health so yeah when you can take that perspective of like oh I'm trying this and you know what it didn't work for me so we're gonna pivot and try something else exactly and and again one thing doesn't fit all Mm -hmm. so it's it really is a, a matter of trial and error and figuring out where you need most support and what to do about it yeah 
did you have anything else to touch on before we move into why the heck we called it healthy and wealthy? No, no, I think it's a perfect segue. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so we, if we're going to be transparent here, which we totally want to do on this podcast, this is what we're all about. Um, we did not know for a little while what to call our podcast. And finally, we came across Healthy and Wealthy, and it just like aligned with both of us. I think both of us perked up. We saw Sparks um flying once I we loved said it. <laughs> yeah. Nicole brought it up and I was like heck yeah yeah that healthy, is what wealthy. we're gonna call it <laughs> so um yeah just a kind of alliance with um the things that we're gonna be talking about but I'll give uh Nikki the floor to kind of talk about you know how do you define healthy and wealthy and like why does why are you attracted to that for sure so to me being healthy and wealthy means having the energy and the ability to live an extraordinary life. That's that's what it means to me. Most people think of health in a very superficial sense. They're like, when I lose 10 pounds, <laughs> I'll be healthy. Yeah. Or if I, if I cut out the Diet Coke, I'll be more healthy. And yes, those things are important. They lead you into a better path of health. But what I really defined health as is having the energy to show up and live. So do you have the energy in the morning when you first wake up to be your best version and say hi to your husband? Do you have the energy to show up and play with your kids? Or do you show up to work and feel excited and motivated? Are you really being the best version of yourself? And ultimately, what do you do to only level that energy up. We know that there's research and studies, and we'll dive into them, that there are certain things that increase your energy and your health. So how, how long are you sleeping for? What are you eating? What are you putting into your body? And, and not even food-wise, but also media. And what, mm-hmm. what are you reading? All of those things are either going to increase your energy or deplete your energy. And mm-hmm. ultimately that is a measure of how healthy you are. The other aspect to it is the wealthy part. And to me, wealthy means abundance. So abundance, yes, material abundance may be important. But to me, what's more important than that, after all of my basic needs are met and I feel stable and secure in life, is how abundant are my friendships, my relationship with my partner, with my family, your fiance, my fiance, (laughs) newly engaged. Um, But ultimately, how abundant do I feel in all aspects of my life? And sure, we're going to touch upon finances and we're going to talk about healthy habits in regards to that. But wealth to me is acknowledging so much more than just the material things in your life. Beautifully said, like, and such great questions in terms of what health is and the energy and what's giving the energy, what's taking away, what's taking away energy. Um, I love your definition of healthy and wealthy, and I'm a little worried to say what it is to me. Oh but... my gosh, no. <laughs> well, the no. best thing is, is I know it's going to be the exact same. Well, and yeah, we're very much in alignment, like exactly what you said. I was like, yeah, that we'll just, we'll just go with that because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. And yeah, I mean, to take, um, I'll, I'll continue on the wealthy aspect of this part. Um, 
it's definitely not just millions in the bank or money in the bank, which I know finances does have and play a, a huge role. I mean, having that stability, like you said, um, is important and we will touch on finances. However, wealthy to me is abundance and in so many other aspects other than finances. Um, having an abundant life, that adventure, that a sense of aliveness, aliveness sorry, is so important in what I more so define as wealthy. Um, and also, so being healthy and wealthy also means just being at peace um, and feeling strong, feeling fulfilled, being able to show up for others in your life and those things that are important to you with with energy and just feeling that sense of, like I said, peace in your life. Um, I really want to make sure, too, that I mention um, the pursuit of becoming healthy and wealthy is not getting to a final destination. <laughs> I, yeah. would, I, I think learning that, too, like, um, yeah, I, I always thought that I would just hit, you know, whether it's a certain milestone with my fitness or a number on the scale or whatever it was, right, that I, okay, I get there and then that's it. Now financial I'm healthy. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Could be a financial number too, right? Maybe that's right. like something you're you're targeted for and then all of a sudden you you hit that number that you had in mind and then you're like, oh, shit's not over. Like I, I still need to continue on or there's more things to learn. So um, yeah, pursuit of health and wealth is a process and a journey and it's not a final destination. I also want to say it's really hard to have wealth without health in mind. Heck yeah. <laughs> so if you want to become financially wealthy or honestly just have an, an abundant life, you need to make sure that you're prioritizing your health. And we've already touched on too how health means so much more than just <laughs> ditching the Diet Cokes or, or losing a little bit of weight. It's so much more than that. So if we can feel healthy, um, feel alive, feel energized, um, that wealth will follow as well. And that yeah. Abundance. And that's such a great point. I love that you touched upon that because it's, it's kind of like the filling your own cup metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Like if you fill yourself up with health, well that, I do think that that just spills into all the other categories yes. in life. Like everything improves when you feel at your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. You need to take care of yourself in that way. So then it pours pot of, positively into other areas of your life and that's that could be those your relationships or that could be I don't know career anything (laughs) yeah could be anything (laughs) anything okay this was awesome I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about ourselves for the last 20 minutes but we really appreciate that you did stick with us and we're excited to continue this journey together yeah thanks for tuning in guys uh like subscribe whatever is out there um and i hope you join us for more intriguing conversations with nicole and i about how to be healthy and wealthy healthy and wealthy